0: Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter. And on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with Rob Kenny of Dad How Do I faster than I get frustrated when I try to tie my own tie. I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand up comedian, and a ranch dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works, other times, not so much. Rob, welcome to the Fast Friends podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, Logan. Appreciate it.
0: I should clarify too, my dad has tried numerous times to teach me and I I have never been able to stick it, so uh, we'll, we'll see.
1: Have you tried <laughs> Have you tried my <laughs> Have you tried my video? I tried to break it down as simple as possible, so hopefully it'll help.
0: You know, I do really well until, like, almost the very end, and then it just, like, kind of falls apart, but, um, you know, I'm still trying, I haven't given up yet, I just, I get frustrated, my wife actually usually ends up doing it for me now. Ah, Oh, I see. But one of my favorite wedding photos is actually my dad tying my tie for me, so. um, Nice. It created that good memory.
1: (laughs) Sure, Yeah. Yep.
0: Thanks for coming on. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen before, so I'll give you just a real quick overview of how the podcast works, and then we'll we'll move right in. In the first round, which is called the Fast Forward round, uh, I have just some questions for you You know about background, life, things like that. Um, the second round is called Five for Five, so I have five questions prepared for you, and you get to ask me five questions as well, so we'll just kind of ping-pong back and forth. And then in the third round, we'll use the Fast Friends Fortune Teller to reveal a quick activity that we'll play, and then end with a friend request.
1: Feeling a little pressure on this one. <laughs> you know, I don't know if we'll be the friends stakes at the are end high. though. <laughs> Sometimes
0: it doesn't work out. <laughs> That's how it goes.
1: Go easy, go easy on me. I usually uh, I make friends with people fairly easy myself too. So hopefully if you go easy on me, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump into the first round then. Okay.
0: Based on and this is all based on my research. You have to correct me if anything is wrong. So, I believe that you were the 7th of 8 kids born in your family. In that role, like I know typically there's like oldest, middle child, like kind of things like that. How did you sort of fit in and what was your place in the family being like the second to last in in a number of kids that that many?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I refer back to that all the time. The birth order is, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, Yeah, I was, so my... My younger sister came five years later, um, and so I, okay. I was the baby. Yeah, so I was the baby for a time, and then all of a sudden got the rug pulled out from underneath me. So <laughs> there was a little resentment. And back in those days, one funny, fa- fun fact, I guess, is, uh, you know, my older siblings um, used to always have to—older brothers— used to have to have their heads shaved um you know we're from kansas originally and you know farm work and that sort of thing so but when i came along my mom thought my hair was this beautiful uh gold because it was kind of a red but not so red and so she let my hair grow out and so there was a little resentment from the older siblings i think wow (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) When you were a kid, did you like what did you want to be when you
1: grew up? Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of the same along the lines of everybody else. I, I wanted to be a football player. That was kind of what, and I, you know, I, I had a decent shot at it. I played college football. Unfortunately, because our family fell apart, I didn't have the stability that allowed me to put my best foot forward and work out when I was supposed to. I was working and going to, going to football practice and all that to say, yeah, I wanted to be a football player.
0: Yeah. If you had to describe yourself let's and let's focus on I guess like years 1 through 10 because I know we'll get to like a little later in, in here in a minute. But like what how what three words would you, you think would you use to describe yourself as a kid in those age age range?
1: Ages 1 to 10. Yeah, you, it, unfortunately our family started to kind of start to come apart when I was around 10, 11, 12. Um but before that, I think I would think I was a pretty good kid, tried to do the right thing. My older siblings um we were from a Catholic family and my older siblings kind of took on the role of shepherding us, uh, you know, younger kids. And so I kind of fell in line and tried to be a pretty good kid, I would say. I don't know if I can actually boil it down to single words. But, yeah, I, I you know, did kind of fell in line and tried to try not to rock the boat too much.
0: Yeah. And then you've referenced the the family sort of falling apart. I think based again, based on the research that I've done, um, I think that was around 14 when it like sort of technically let's just say the straw that broke the camel's back, probably not to like make you super emotional or like, but like what, what sort of happened?
1: Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's unfortunate because I think my parents started really well. And if you've read my book, um, I do try to paint everybody in the best possible light, but also revisit some pretty traumatic years. In a nutshell, uh, we were from Kansas and the older six siblings were born in Kansas, my dad's job dried up so we moved to new orleans and that's where i was born actually i was actually born in new orleans and then and my mom i think that took a toll on her cuz she saw her you know she's one of uh 12 kids and so i think she saw us all growing up together there and then that kind of uprooted her and then took us all the way up here to seattle um shortly after that so we moved up here in 66 i was born in 64 and all that took a toll on my mom, and it was tough on their relationship and then, yeah, things kind of kind of fell apart and then my dad, yeah, got callous again. You can read my book if you want to more know more details, but mm-hmm. uh by the time when I was fourteen, my dad before I was fourteen, my dad actually was um uh, loading us up with groceries on the weekend and then being gone for a week at a time, you know, uh, Mm. and so we were just kind of fending for ourselves. I even learned how to forge my dad's signature in case I was actually really sick, uh, so that I could write a note for myself because he wasn't around to sign the note, you know? So anyway, and then he made it official when I was 14 and I went to live with my brother who was 23 at the time. And I joke now because, 23 is a kid himself, you know, but he was newly married right. and he, him and his wife took me in.
0: Yeah. yeah. That was de- and a detail that I found, like, interesting. And kudos to them, right? Like you said, kids themselves, like, just married. Uh, that's that's a lot of responsibility to take on and and super admirable. With all that sort of happening, the teenage years, I think, can be generally sort of awkward and rough anyway. Um, mm-hmm. If everything else is perfect, Right. Like, how did you adjust to that with that, like, sort of new reality of your life going through those those already tough years?
1: Yeah, it was tough. And like I said, I think my parents started well. And so I always felt like I tried to be a good kid still. But it was it was tough. And plus, I, you know, I was picked on when I was in junior high because I was five, four and kind of chubby at the beginning of ninth grade. And everybody's getting picked on and they'll find whatever you know, <laughs> that's kind of the age yeah. that you know people are pretty ruthless. Your, your classmates, but by the end of the ninth grade, I, w- I had grown seven inches, so I was five eleven by the end of ninth wow. grade. And so the the bullying kind of stopped, thankfully. And then, uh, yeah, and then I ended up um, in high school. I was six uh, three by the end of uh, my high school. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that helped. to a stop.
1: It kind of did, and plus I have a pretty big frame too. So most with, with football, is, you know exercising and stuff. So it kind of took care of itself. That it, it, you know people kind of left me alone.
0: Yeah, I know that you've talked about like sort of you know trying to be a good kid and like doing the right thing. Did you have trouble like with being like being focused on school and being a good student, like, or did you like sort of maintain all of that as well?
1: Yeah, it's tough juggling, juggling a lot. I just tried. Yeah, I mean, I tried to be the best kid I could for my brother. And he it's funny, because we talk now and we're, you know, we're best friends. But when I shared that in my book, he was like, oh, I, I, I'm sorry that you felt that way. We hopefully we weren't putting that kind of pressure on you. And I said, Well, I don't think you were it was more I did. I just came from this horrible situation. And I was trying to, you know, be the best that I could. So I, you know, Think uh school came fairly easy to me, but not super easy. So I did have to work in order to maintain a good GPA and I I did pretty well. I was, th- I was three five through high school.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's more than
1: good. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> um yeah. what was your first job that you had? Uh I was a paper boy when I was uh really young. And then a car wash is where I um yeah, I worked at a car wash gas station for for a time and then I got into office supplies kind of through the connections of people coming into the car wash and I started asking questions and and then I've been selling office supplies for the last 30 years.
0: Yeah, wow. And I know you went to Central Washington and played football there uh, for a yeah. little bit. Did you end up leaving for um you ended up leaving though before graduation, right?
1: I did. A- I was. Yeah, I was only yeah. there for um, two, two seasons. Um, and then my dad, again, we kind of had a superficial relationship after that, unfortunately, never because we, we never really dealt with stuff. But he told me he could get me on at Boeing at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, so I end up leaving and then it ended up taking another eight months <laughs> before I got on at Boeing. So I probably should have stayed in school for a time. But um, yeah, then I worked at Boeing for a couple of years.
0: You mentioned the office supply and doing sort of sales through that. Um, one of the things I find interesting is you describe yourself as an introvert. Um, how did you sort of balance that in that role? Because I think it was a role that they you kind of, if I remember correctly, they kind of let you do it, but it wasn't something that existed. So, yeah. like, how did you balance that with, like, cold calling and trying to, like, go get business, right? Like, you have to be pretty out there. I was
1: terrified. I was terrified. I mean, <laughs> even I still work myself into a tizzy, you know, uh, with certain, <laughs> uh, yeah, certain opportunities I can get in my head like anybody else. But the whole story is I kind of had to, I felt like I was looking for something cause my, you know, my daughter was on the way and that's the only yeah. position they had. And I was like, I'll do it. I just got to do something if work. nothing else temporarily. And, Thankfully, with my job, I'm not getting up and speaking in front of hundreds of people. It's normally (laughs) just like this. You know, you're having a conversation with a couple people, and I think I can connect pretty well with, with just a few people.
0: Okay. So it's, a yeah, Yeah. it's probably a bigger deal in your head than it was in reality. I feel the same way. Like I I always like work things up in my head. Like they're going to be like some giant thing. And then it's like small.
1: It's (laughs) funny though. What I say is had I not had my hand forced, um, I probably would have just been a warehouse manager and you know, nothing wrong with that, but This has opened up so many more doors for me as far as my time. I was able to see pretty much everything my kids ever did because I wasn't tied to an office for eight hours, you know? And so I'm very grateful that I did do it.
0: Jumping back to Boeing for a second. I think that's where you met your wife. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to ask this question and she probably can't hear me which because I'm in headphones. (laughs) Who who made the first move between you two?
1: That's actually kind of funny. Uh, We... (laughs) I had come out of a relationship that, and I was a little bitter. And so I was like, I'm not dating for a while, but um, my sweet little wife came along uh, about, you know, and she was, work, we were co-workers. And so I got to kind of get to know her a little bit. And then actually I had a friend ask her <laughs> if she would go to the Puyallup fair with us. Cause he, he, she's Filipina and he was married to a Filipina at the time. He's, they unfortunately got divorced since then, but, and he was a friend of mine. He was pretty outgoing. And I said, Doug, can you see if Anna Lee wants to go to the fair and we'll go as a double date. And Yeah. So that's how it started. Okay.
0: Good question. I I
1: haven't really told that story (laughs) to too many people other than my kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of kids, you, um, you have two kids, right? Can can I say their names or? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Christine and Kyle. Right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I know that sort of, this is, uh, this is something that you've said, like all of the things that happened to you when you were younger it was sort of what made you make the vow that you would always be there for your kids. Did you know always that you wanted to be a dad or is that something like you felt as you got older um, and, and went into your relationship with your wife?
1: Yeah, I I've always felt like it was one of those things as a 14-year-old, I felt like I wanted to do things different, you know, because it, yeah. hurt, it hurt so bad when it happened. Um, I was like, I'm determined, but I was a 14-year-old, you know, what? Can what kind of promise right. can you make as a 14-year-old? But it, you know, it kind of planted the seed for... Uh, you know, I want to have a great relationship with my kids. And like I shared earlier, my dad and un- unfortunately, he kind of chose to have a superficial relationship um, for the rest of his life. Uh, and that was his choice. Uh, we just could never be real. And I never wanted that yeah. with my kids. I want to have a real relationship with them. And so we've talked about anything and everything.
0: That's a, that's amazing. And it. it- I think initially when you started to like make the videos, it was for them. Right. Like the, cause the first video, correct me if I'm wrong, was like the tying a tie one. Is that right?
1: It was tying a tie. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's funny cuz uh, my daughter encouraged me. Christine was has been big and she still is. We still talk about all kinds of, you know, what else should we think about doing on the channel? Yeah, so she's been a big part of it. But she said later, she said actually for selfish reasons, Dad, I wanted you to do it so that I would have this <laughs> so when you're gone, yeah. I'll have it to be able to pass on. I didn't realize that.
0: Oh, that's no that's very cool. It's a, it's a really really cool way to chronicle you know, like personality, knowledge, things like that. So obviously, you you started doing the videos on the YouTube channel. Uh, saw a little bit of growth. I think the, I, I read that you were really surprised to see when you hit like even 300 subscribers. Oh yeah. Um, and I <laughs> I checked this I checked this morning. I think it, it's 3.9 million. Um, and I know you call them your kids. How unbelievable has it been for you to watch that growth and like be able to build such a cool community?
1: Well, I'm very grateful for the platform that I've been given. You know, I've joked about the fact that, you know, I'm thankful I went viral for something wholesome, you know, because these days everybody carries around a phone and you could have a really bad moment. And that's what you're known for. Um, So I'm grateful that that I've it's crazy what what's happened. It's still surreal because then I was sharing this with somebody else recently that the people that I've talked to, I've talked to Kevin Hart. I've talked to, you know, all these Lester Holt. I've talked to Craig Melvin. I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, as an introvert two years ago, before this thing blew up, <laughs> I would probably be shaking. What? I'm talking to Kevin Hart. What am I going to do? Um, but right, you know, <laughs> but I've kind of hit my rhythm, I think. So where I feel like, you know, people are people.
0: Yeah. The one thing that I love is like watching it, There's so much authenticity. So I think it's like, I think one of the things that I read was that you like to try to talk like in your videos as if you were talking to your own kids and that absolutely comes through. Right. So it's like, it feels very genuine and authentic. It's not like, Oh, this is like a big scripted polished, like very fake thing that you're getting paid like to do from some (laughs) major studio. Like it's very, very like real and raw. And I love it. Um, I love that you took something that was based on a void that you knew firsthand and knew that so many people felt and flipped it to a positive. So it's incredible, honestly. And this is coming from somebody that my dad was there the whole time, you know, but I still can watch it and be like, this is amazing. So yeah, I I love it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I had no idea that it'd be what it is, like I said, and then also have people watching uh, my videos and crying, you know, like watching me tie a tie and they're crying. That really caught me off guard. I I thought, again, I was just gonna try to download some information from my head, but I get it. I do get the connection especially if you haven't and the frustration if you haven't had somebody to show you in a calm way a patient way and you've had that void or maybe you've had a dad that was great and then he's gone um you know so it's all the stories that i've heard have just been it's amazing um how far it's reached too uh i get people all over the world and which is just mind-boggling
0: <laughs> it's a beauty of the internet, right? And YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Is there a story that sticks in your mind as, like, as people reach out? I'm sure you get a lot of, like, comments, emails, like, sort of things like that. Is there something that really sticks out in your mind as, like, a very, very cool or a very memorable story that you're like, that's incredible? I can't believe that I got to hear this.
1: Yeah, I honestly, there's so many of them and I've been so busy with um, and not having much bandwidth to really breathe and kind of take it in because there's just just so many. So, you know, there's been a talk of I'll get back to that in just a second. But there's been a talk of, you know, an unscripted show. There's been talk of a a sitcom. Um, We're talking about doing a podcast ourselves. We've got so many different things and I'm still working, you know. And so, yeah, I, I have so little time to really. I'm gonna kind of log that one in my in my bank, but in my data bank. but I would say one thing recently it w- was really a little bit mind mind blowing. was somebody wrote me and said, um, I, I i I know this sounds like a joke, but I really want you to adopt me, they said, and kind of went into this longer story. and I was like, uh, you know, my heart goes out to people, but then I had to write back. I said, I'm, I, you know, I I just am not in a position where I could do that. I have such limited time and it wouldn't be fair to anybody if I actually went through with this. And then she wrote me back later and just said, I just appreciate the fact that you even responded to me. So, um, yeah, I do try to reply to people, you know, when but I just I you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's one thing when I had 300 subscribers. When I had 300 subscribers, like you said, I was writing everybody back. I was <laughs> replying to every comment and I was like, oh, this is so cool that people are interacting with me, but I, I don't have the time. Yeah.
0: They're only 24 hours in a day. right? <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, Kevin Hart, you've been featured on literally everything from like the Today Show to like Good Morning America, Inside Edition. Um, you have your own merchandise store and you have a book that's out that's called "Dad, How Do I Practical Dad Advice for Everyday Tasks and Successful Living." We'll put a link in the show notes, by the way. You mentioned like some things that you're working on. Is like, wh- where do you kind of see yourself going next? What's What's next?
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to hold this whole thing with an open <laughs> hand. <laughs> you know, we are two years in, almost two years in. It started at April 1st of 2020, so yeah. it does seem like it's here to stay. You know, I didn't trust it. The internet's can be a little fickle. You know, you you um, see people kind of something goes viral and they and then next thing you know, you don't hear from them again. And so I think this thing has legs because of the nature of it. And there's so much content I still have that I want to that I want to do, um, because with a dad, I can show how to fish. I can show how to camp. I can show how to, yeah, you know, so many things. And then, you know, just dad chats. And there, it's kind of endless as far as some of the things I can do. So. So we'll yeah, see. I, I don't great. know where it's going. I'm, tr- I'm trying to fi- figure that out because <laughs> I would love to be able to leave my job, honestly, because it's just too much. I can't. I, I just, yeah, yeah, it's hard to put this hat on and then take that hat off. And then I'm doing this and I'm working with sponsors and, uh, you know, and then doing interviews. And I, I just don't have the bandwidth to do it all.
0: Yeah. Well, we we will definitely stay tuned to see to see what happens next. Yeah. Um, those are all the questions I have for the first round. Are you good to move into the second round, the five for five? Sure. So this uh, round is named after an Arby's culinary deal from the 90s. That was where you got five classic roast beef sandwiches for $5. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like I mentioned, I have five questions prepared for you. I believe that you have five questions prepared for me. Um, and you are the guest, so I will allow you to ask your first question first.
1: Okay. So you said that you're married. That was actually one of my questions. So you're married. Yep. Do, you have, do you have any kids of your own?
0: We do not have kids of our own we um and that's why I'd ask about actually like if you knew that you always wanted to be a dad like as younger as younger people like in our lives I think we both my wife's name is Liz I think Liz and I both just everyone that we knew had kids and so like we kind of just assumed that was like just what happened and like what you did um, yeah. as we like grew to be a little older and then like got serious uh, in dating and stuff like it was we both actually decided that we did not we love kids. We just don't want to have them ourselves. And, um, and it's, it's, for a while it took, so that was a controversial take for some people. Um, but it seems to have settled down now, but yeah, it's, we have, uh, I've on one side, I have two nieces that are twins and they're five. And on the other side, I have four nephews that are, that range from three to 12 and they are so fun. And I get to give them back after a couple of hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but-
1: <laughs> I, I, I feel it.
0: like I get my uh, my fill there no they're yeah. they're absolutely wonderful but um, I, I don't know how people you know how you were talking about like the bandwidth and like being think, like I look now just having like a career and doing like some things like this and I'm like I don't know how people do everything that they're doing and then have kids on top of it. Like you're responsible for lives. That's so much responsibility.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true and it, it you know and I've tried to share this with people to for dads because you know, and moms too, but you know, uh I have never been a mom so I can only relate to a dad. But if, you know, there's so much going on and I think it's important to, you know, give yourself be kind to yourself. That you're not, you know, you're going to probably blow it along the way. But I think it's important to go back and ask your kids for forgiveness again. And kids are pretty quick to forgive if you try to cover up, you know, your mistakes. That doesn't go well, or at least, yeah, I, that's not a something I would encourage people to do. I'd encourage you to get back on track and you know, go get back after it. So yeah, yeah,
0: I admire every single person who's a parent. <laughs> it
1: takes like, a lot wholeheartedly, of work. but uh, but
0: it is not for us. It does. Yeah, it yeah, does.
1: they're sacrifices, but, you know, my kids are my best friends now. You know, we talk all the time, basically every day. Yeah. I talk to my sons over in Virginia and my daughter's here, of course, um, but we talk basically daily. Yeah, That's awesome.
0: Uh, my first question for you, and I've mentioned this uh, when we started the episode, I still can't tie a tie and I wanted to see, I have a tie here. I'm not wearing the same, the right kind of shirt. But, yeah. like, could you, sh- if I, like, show you what I'm doing, do you think that yeah. you could help me fix, like, the last step? Here
1: video. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I will try.
0: All right. You yeah. So I think like here I'm going, this is not going to be exciting for people listening, but oh. <laughs> cause there's no video it's over. Right.
1: Yeah. And then is down through. Yeah. I think I can see that. Yeah. So down through that there and you got to pay yeah. attention okay. to that. Not. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think you kind of got it. I don't oh. know that you had the, yeah, there you go. I want, <laughs> I would have much more length. There you go. That where they're this The one in your left hand On this side? is short, yeah, and the yeah, other one's one. pretty far down. Yeah, that's short, so go up a little bit with your with the skinny part. That's your left hand, right? Yeah, your left hand. There you go. There you go. That's about good, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now go over okay. this little. go No, go over with the fat. There you go. I'm trying to picture <laughs> with this fa- backward. Okay. Yeah. With, All right. And then go around know, the I'm back. Sorry. Go around the back and then go. Do you no, go through here? No, I don't think so. I think you go through the, yeah, up through the top. And it back through, though, <laughs> through that hole. Sorry, with the one you just yeah. flipped over goes. <laughs> it's so hard to do <laughs> it without actually doing it myself. But it is I know, so important. I know, I know. And I say this in my video is to pay attention to the knot because you want to kind of hold that tight while you're working on it. And then you come up through that hole and then back down through that front. But I think we had one step that was off a little bit. OK, I love the time working the way. on it. Okay. Oh,
0: thank you. Thank you. I'm going to keep working on it uh, and send you a video later because oh, I'm going okay. to get it. I don't, yeah. you know, I want to be respectful of your time. Like I said, I've been trying this for years. So,
1: okay. If you watch my video, I think, and, you, and the nice thing about video is you can stop it, you know, and replay it Correct. and go back. And yeah. we did just put out, so that was my first video, and we did just put out a short version of that. So, it's all, you don't have to listen to my. My dad jokes or my dad comments in in the middle of it. It's just a minute video kind of showing you the basics. So
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will I will give that a try and I will try to record myself doing it so you can see that I that I accomplished it. Because I want you to feel the satisfaction of of twenty plus years in the making.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'll get it. So now it's my question.
0: All right. It's time for yours, yeah, your second question for me.
1: Okay, Um, so what did you want to be when you were younger?
0: When I was, like, very young, at first, (laughs) and this is weird because this actually just came up in a recent recording, um, but I wanted to be a meteorologist for a while, and I think it Mm. was because... My grandma lived with us, um, and honestly, she was terrified of the weather. So, like, anytime there was, like, a storm or, like, tornado watch or anything like that, and, you know, we're in the Midwest, so it's a decent amount, we would be, like, fixated on the TV. And so I feel like it was just interesting to me, but that passed pretty quickly because I'm not great at math and science. Um, And then my parents told me that I should try to be a lawyer because I like to argue. And so I just said that that's what I wanted to be. But as a kid, like those were the two things I remember saying. And then as an adult, I was just like, neither of these are for me. Like I, I want to go into like writing and went to school for writing. And uh, I had a communications major because it was a small liberal arts school, but ended up working in advertising agencies. And then now in, I work in marketing. Oh, okay. Nice. So
1: it worked out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Marketing's fun, I think. It's, you know, cuz you have to use your noodle a little bit to think outside the box and come up with some creative ways to to market things. I I love it cuz I meet, you know, I meet with all kinds yeah. of different marketing teams, try, you know, with the sponsorships and stuff. They're wanting, you know, to yeah. see if it's a good fit and all that. So I meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very honestly it's very fun. Um I, I kind of ended here. I ended up here, not like you know, uh, intentionally, but I'm, but I'm glad that I'm here. <laughs> cool, that's great. My second question for you is: If you were an ice cream flavor, what flavor would you be?
1: Oh boy, <laughs> that's kind of a curveball. Uh, my favorite ice cream would be, uh, you know, what? Uh, <laughs> probably, probably vanilla. I would think, because I think I'm fair. I'm not too flashy I don't think and I've always loved vanilla ice cream that's always been my favorite everybody it seemed like when I was growing up that that's not a flavor well it is actually a flavor even though it's white it's you know it is actually a flavor I think people think that chocolate's a flavor and vanilla's not vanilla's a flavor you know so yeah uh, probably vanilla my favorite ice cream though is (laughs) uh, butter pecan that's my favorite ice cream. I, okay, that's... I don't know that I'm a butter nut or I don't know as far as if I was going to describe <laughs> myself. I don't know. <laughs> okay, no vanilla is great.
0: It's a standard, like you said. It's it's a classic. It's you know, it, it's very important.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's my turn uh, since you're from Chicago. Yeah, which yeah. Is the one Question I just, three. Yeah, so, so this is the one I just thought of. i got to tell you just a quick story about Chicago. I know we don't have a ton of time, but um, I actually won a trip yeah. to go to, to go out to Chicago and watch the Mariners play the White Sox for a three-game series. I won it back when my son was 10, and he's almost 27 now, so 17 years ago. But anyway, we went out there. And we got a little bit lost. This is this is my endearing story about Chicago. Um, we were out late at night and we got a little bit lost. Got off mm-hmm. at the wrong we were riding riding the L train, right? Isn't that what it's called? The L train. Yep. Yeah. So we were yeah. riding yeah. that and we we got off at the wrong stop. And then I'm here with my ten year old at like 11 o'clock at night getting off on the wrong stop in Chicago. Not brilliant, you know? Uh, so I'm like, you could tell I was in a little bit of a panic. This guy came up to me and said, hey, are you, are you okay? Are you guys okay? Um, and I said, actually, we, this is our hotel. We got off at the wrong stop. Can you, can you help us out? And he actually waved down a cab for us and paid the cabbie to drive us back to our um, hotel. So pretty cool story.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's some Midwestern hospitality.
1: I know. I thought, (laughs) man, this place is all right. So it was very, very kind of him. So (laughs) anyway, all that to say, so are you a Cubs fan or are you a White Sox fan? Oh, my gosh. Can I
0: actually say see (laughs) none of the above?
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Neither one, huh?
0: Yeah. I grew up in Cincinnati or outside of Cincinnati, so I'm a Reds fan, which has been really tough this week. Here, if I had to pick, I would say that I am... Uh, if I had to pick between the two, I would say I'm a Sox fan over the Cubs because the Cubs are a rival of the Reds. Right. I also think that Wrigley Field is amazing if you've never been. Like, everybody should go once. But the people, <laughs> the Cubs fans are very annoying in general. And I feel like the Sox are more welcoming and inviting. Um, and it's just like I feel like it's it's a easier time <laughs> than going to Wrigley. So okay. between the two, for sure, a Sox fan. But okay. Reds all the way, oof, but probably not this season. Is that right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Reds were amazing in the seventies. Uh, I mean, they've they've done, yeah. they've had some years since then, but the seventies with Joe Morgan and Pete Rose and that whole lineup was yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah, my mom cool. my mom got to go to a couple of those games and has told me about them. They were a fun team to watch last year, but they've made some uh, off season trades and and oh. dumped some payroll, and it's uh, I don't know how it's going to go for them. If I'm being honest, this year.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't really <laughs> been following. Uh, much. Uh, <laughs> of what's going
0: on, but yeah, it's been a rough week.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) My third question for you. Uh, and this is something that somebody actually asked me recently on a podcast and it was a great question. I thought I had never been asked it, but I think
1: it's really (laughs) fitting for you. What is your favorite dad joke? Um, So my dogs are here and they're starting to make noise. So hopefully that's not getting picked up. (laughs) Wanted to give give you a heads up there. One of them's kind of growling at me. Uh, My favorite dad joke—if we're going to say favorite—boy, I got like three or four that are right at the top. But my favorite one probably is my. So my son uh, said he didn't understand cloning, and I told him that makes two of us. (laughs) That's actually really good. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. My other one, uh, right up up there, I'll just say the other one real quick, too, is an antenna and a satellite. An antenna and a satellite got married. The wedding wasn't much, but the reception was incredible.
0: (laughs) All right. Sorry, it's a dad joke. (laughs) That's (laughs) one my father in law would love that one. Mm. (laughs) Uh Um, I'm going to pass those both on to him. There you go. Uh. Um, It's time for your fourth question for me.
1: Okay, so so you have siblings, and where do you fall in the in the birth order? You do have siblings, right? If you have nieces I, and yeah. nephews, or is that I do? Okay. Yeah. Yep,
0: uh, I have two younger brothers, so I'm the oldest. I don't know if I exhibit traditional or stereotypical oldest kid behavior, but yeah, I'm definitely the oldest. I like to say like it was like if you if you got it right the first time, I didn't know why you had to repeat. But no. uh, here we are. Those <laughs> two are still, still around. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're great. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. To, uh, to my God bless my mom. Three boys just like back to back. You know, we're two years apart each. So mm-hmm. she just I remember saying to her once, I was like, you and dad didn't really like go anywhere or like you didn't do much like when we were younger and stuff. And she's like, honey, I couldn't find a babysitter. Like, also, like they were very committed to being parents, right? And like it wasn't like they wanted to go out all the time anyway. But she's like, even when we wanted to, nobody would stay with you.
1: Oh, wow! And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you can see
0: that we yeah. were a lot. Yeah, yeah, we were. Now that I have four nephews, I absolutely get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were. They were fun. We, you know, we had a we had a good time growing up. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> My fourth question for you is: When is the time in your life that you have felt the biggest adrenaline rush?
1: Wow, well, now that's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I try to maintain an even keel for the, for the most part, but stuff does hit you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Uh, it was probably playing college football, I guess, because getting out there um, in front of a big crowd is really uh, pretty invigorating it's a little you know uh when you're up in the stands maybe you can't appreciate um what some of those guys are going through especially for me as an introvert you know you're out there uh in front of all those people it's a little bit um you feel a little exposed so i guess the Mm -hmm. adrenaline was probably pumping pretty good then where you couldn't really think straight Uh. (laughs) what position did you play in football I played split end. Um, yeah, I played tight end in high school, and then I played split end in, in college. I, you know, I always felt like I had really good hands. Uh, I wasn't as fast as some of the guys, but I, if he threw it to me, I could catch it. <laughs>
0: okay,
1: all right, right
0: on. yeah, yeah. Um, it's time for your fifth and final question for me.
1: Yeah, um, I would be interested. What? So we talked about baseball, but what? did you play sports growing up? And um, along with that, I would assume that would be your favorite sport, whatever you played, but what, what sports did you play? And yeah, what would be your favorite? So
0: I played baseball and basketball. I, first, I have to say, I actually was not, I'm just not good at sports. I'm not an athletic person by nature. I don't even really remember. And maybe I did, I you know, cause I was like pretty young, but like, I don't even remember wanting to necessarily play baseball. Like I probably did, but I started as like in T-ball. Right. And I remember like being in, I played baseball the longest and I probably was the best at that, but it, it wasn't for me. Like it, um, it just, and my dad was my coach, which was made it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, cause that can go one of two ways, I think. And usually for us, it went not in, not the best way. Yeah. Um, And so I ended up quitting baseball. I quit baseball, like, right after minor league. So I was probably, like, 12. I played basketball for just, like, half a season. It was, like, big controversy because I wanted to quit, like, in the middle of the season. Uh, Um, And my parents are big on, like, once you sign up for something, you don't quit. But I did not like it at all. um, And I wasn't good at it. And I'm, I'm just not, like, again, I'm not fast. I'm not, you know. And there's always, it's it wasn't just because I wasn't good at it. Like I honestly didn't enjoy it. Like I did enjoy baseball except for, I don't think that I was, <laughs> I think that my dad had uh, higher expectations for my performance in baseball than I could actually <laughs> deliver. And I think it just created a like tension where it was like, this isn't going to work out, you know, but baseball is still fun to, and I, and I love uh, watching. I like going to baseball games live. I won't, I don't necessarily watch it on TV usually. And football is fun live too, but we never played that. Like I, my parents were too worried about like, um, concussions and injuries and stuff like that. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, baseball and basketball, but basketball was like a hot 10 minutes and baseball was (laughs) a couple hours, let's say.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Did
0: you ever coach growing up too? Like when your kids were growing up rather
1: I did. Yeah. It's interesting because there's a dynamic there that's tough. You know, you you do have an expectation. And my son was really good at baseball. Um, and then he ended up breaking his arm, uh, playing football. Um, he was running back a kick in football, uh, and his arm broke his throwing arm. And so that, yeah, he never really recovered from that, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, so it was a shame. And then my daughter is funny because yeah. I would always try to work with her and she was actually a pretty good basketball player and she's getting better and better and better. And then she switched to volleyball because I didn't really know anything about volleyball. <laughs> so it was her way to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to listen to dad anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like my dad, his intentions were always good, right? Like he wanted us to be doing the very best that we could. And he, I genuinely believe like... He thought that I was better than I was performing, but, like, I don't think that I was that great. My youngest brother is by far the most athletic out of all of us. Like, things just come naturally to him, and he was good. He actually—somehow he convinced them to play football, so he played for a little bit on football. Me and my middle brother, they wouldn't let us uh, play that. But, yeah, he's—my youngest brother is, like, very athletic by comparison. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I was glad— I was glad that that came along for my dad. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't want my dad to miss out on having an athletic kid. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. Yeah. <laughs> my fifth and final question for you is marriage is a lot of work. And sometimes, no matter how hard work, of work it is, there are arguments or disagreements. After you've had an argument or disagreement with your wife, do you initiate the makeup conversation or do you wait for her to do it?
1: Me, by far. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even close. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> with the turmoil that I grew up with, I want peace in my home. You know, uh, I don't like yeah. conflict, I don't like to go to bed with, um, you know, with conflict. So it's me. Um, I, uh, again, okay, you know, I, I think unfortunately that can come across like I think I was wrong when really, you know, I don't think I was wrong, but we can't continue like this you know we need to need to work through it if we're gonna you know continue to to move on and so yeah i i think it's important and like i said i i do try to live by that i try to do that with my own kids too if there's a if there's a problem because i you know life's too short i don't want years to pass and you know not have stuff unresolved
0: yeah no i i do the same thing (laughs) yeah uh i just don't i'm the same i'm the same as far as like wanting peace like i don't want i don't like that
1: yeah yeah well good for you i I, you know i think it's (laughs) i I think it's a good thing because you know again it it might come across like it's um a weakness but i think it's actually a strength because you're recognizing that this can't go on like this we need to we need to deal with it you know um so we need to get talking again yeah
0: absolutely yeah. Those are that, so that closes out the second round, the five for five. We have the Fast Friends Fortune Teller, which is one of these paper fortune tellers that okay. you would use to uh, <laughs> nice, ask a series though. of questions.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a long time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm.
0: I lear- I had a lot of girl cousins growing up, and so I learned how to make these at a young age, and I am like, still love them. So, yeah. um, <laughs> The first question, actually, for all of these questions, let's assume that you and I are in a car and we're going on a road trip together. That's okay. the sort of assumption. All right. And the, and so I ask you, I say, hey Rob, would you start a boy band playlist? Uh, would you like play some songs from a boy band because I like boy bands a lot? Um, so would you pick the first song from Backstreet Boys, In Sync, Ninety Eight Degrees, or One Direction? <laughs>
1: None of the above. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. I really know no music from them you know i couldn't uh i guess in in sync i you know just because i yeah i don't know I, <laughs> if you if you would have me pick a band from the 70s or 80s i i could i'm your guy but boy boys bands that's I my wife's know. car okay oh, okay sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: no that's all right <laughs> We'll go with NSYNC. NSYNC has, like, Bye 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 is, like, probably the greatest pop song of all time.
1: Okay. I thought they did Bye Bye Bye, so I was thinking, okay, that's a safe bet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song. Um, We stop at a gas station to get gas, and we go in to get a snack. Out of these four snacks, would you pick Milk Duds, Corn Nuts, Sour Patch Kids, or Cheez-Its?
1: Wow. (laughs) That's a tough choice. Probably Cheez-Its. I, you know, that's not what I'm stopping for usually, but I would get cheeses out of that group. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: What do you usually stop for? Can I ask you that?
1: I like uh, Snickers um, are always good. And then I also like, um, what are those things called? Like a Captain Crunch ice cream bar, you know, where it's got like the um, strawberry. Yeah, I love those on a road trip. We get those a lot.
0: That's brave. I would, I I wouldn't eat that. Yeah. I wouldn't eat that in the car. That's good for you.
1: They do kind of crumble (laughs) around. Yeah. So there is that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So the last question is we stop, uh, down the road. Uh, we go, we stop at an exit and we're going through a drive-through. Would you pick from these four restaurants, (laughs) McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's or Arby's?
1: Burger King. Burger King. Do you have a a Burger
0: King? What's your go-to there?
1: Uh, whopper. I love a whopper. Oh, uh, well, I got to clarify okay. if it's breakfast, I would go to McDonald's. If it's a breakfast, uh, yeah, sure. I like I like their breakfast best, but if we're stopping for lunch or dinner, I'd get Burger King and get a whopper.
0: I love that. Do you get cheese on it?
1: I don't because I'm cheap. Wow. <laughs> and they, they charge a fortune for a slice of cheese. I can't bring myself to do it. They, <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they really, really do.
1: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> okay. So underneath Burger King is the g- <laughs> is the game. That's just so funny to me because I'm like I can't imagine eating a Whopper without cheese on it. Oh wow. I don't think okay. I've ever had one without cheese. <laughs> um but I love a Whopper too. So yeah. Um, underneath Burger King is the game Never Have I Ever. So, this is traditionally like a drinking game. We're not going to do that today. Um, I'm just going to pick five cards from the game and I'll say, like, Never Have I Ever, and then say what the card says. Yeah. And you can say, like, Yeah, I've done that or No, I haven't. I'll say the same thing. You know, okay. we'll just kind of go through it that way.
1: Sounds good.
0: Um, never have I ever been in a crazy fight over a parking spot. I haven't. I'm too big of a wimp for that.
1: I kind of am too. I've had, <laughs> I've had people, I, I still remember this, this was, wasn't that long ago, I pulled up because I was going to parallel park because I actually know how to, uh, and I was actually had my blinker on, I was backing in, and some, <laughs> guy, some guy came whipping up and took the spot because he he you know dove into the, oh, what are you doing? But I was like, I just don't have time for this, and I, I left and found yeah. another one. But anyway.
0: <laughs> I cannot parallel park either, by the way. My wife is really good at it. It's a skill. It absolutely is. Never have I ever seriously tried to communicate with my pet to see if I could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seriously tried. My dogs are my good buddies, and we have a moment in the morning. Every every morning they sit on my lap and we hang out, but I don't ever think they understand <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think maybe as a kid i thought they could but you know that was like as a kid like as an adult no <laughs> never have i ever kept the tags on a piece of clothing and returned it after wearing it
1: i haven't done i that have either. done that i have i have not my wife has <laughs> oh, i think i think she she doesn't okay. mind returning i hate returning things oh really yeah i i just think oh, i, I got love returning her. things I've gotten better at it because Amazon's so easy. You know, if I order from Amazon, I don't feel. Yeah. And you don't have to kind of. You just put it in a box and it's gone. You know, don't have to, kind of go before the person and make excuses for why I'm returning it. And (laughs) I just put it in a box and it's out of there. So. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Never have I ever forgotten my wedding anniversary. (laughs) No. No way. I never have. So, Rob, this is the point of the podcast that we've been building to. This is the friend request. Rob Kennedy, Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request based on this time. Would you confirm or delete the friend request?
1: <laughs> on what platform? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I uh, I have a Facebook and I get friend requests all the time, but I don't ever post a thing. The only reason I have my Facebook is so I can actually watch what's going on with my dad. How do I channel that my daughter helps me with? And so, so it's funny. I get yeah. friend requests. And that's what I'm saying. Just to clarify, I get friend requests all the time. And I, I don't accept them unless I really <laughs> actually know them. Uh, then I probably would. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd accept your friend request. But you, oh, that's so kind of you. Thank
0: you so much. <laughs> oh, what's <laughs> getting a friend request from Luke? No. Um, I think it should be the condition should be that I have to learn how to tie a tie though before you accept it
1: yes yes um, because we only yeah yeah, we only want professionals connected (laughs) to me (laughs) (laughs)
0: absolutely well hey if you're listening at home and rob and i are hanging out for the first time and i will stop and get a snickers with you what do you guys think that we should do on our outing you can either hit either of us up on on uh social media or you can text the call the podcast at 872-267-2735 rob do you want to plug um your channel your book we'll put all the stuff in the show notes but tell people where they can follow and uh and find you
1: yeah, thanks. Yeah, so um, YouTube, if you just, or even if you Google "dad, how do I," you'll it'll take you there. Um, so I have, I have my book, yeah, and my book I think has done pretty well, and we put a lot of lot of time into it. I've, I'm proud of it. It tells kind of my life story in a nutshell, and then I also have, I think, fifty how-tos, uh, fifty-eight how-tos. I actually gave some bonus material so that you couldn't come back to me and say that one was lame uh okay well you got eight more um there you go (laughs) so then i think there's enough nuggets in the book to yeah for the price of the book i think you could learn because it teaches some basic investing and that sort of thing so i think it's actually worth the price of the book so
0: very cool and like i said check out the show notes we are putting all those links in the show notes and you can click through and and buy it and get it delivered and it's probably a day
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's on amazon god bless the internet there you go
0: Rob, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Um, I'm a big fan of, of everything that you're doing, and, and I can't wait to see what happens next.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Logan. It's been been a lot of fun.
0: Awesome. Have a great day, man.
1: All right. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.